How can we as creative educators and entrepreneurs find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced. Hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle Podcast. I'm a teacher, mom to three toddlers, self-proclaimed French fry connoisseur, and a marketing and launch strategist to teachers. I'm answering all your burning questions about starting and growing an online business using your teacher genius. In these podcasts meets magazine-style episodes, I'll give you simple mindset shifts, business tips, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We're going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. Hey, here we are. It's October. We are ready for another two episodes this month. And don't forget, there's also a companion magazine to go along with these podcast episodes. You can get it at alyssamcdonald.com slash magazine. It's totally free. It's full of great tips for your business. You can print it out. You can keep it. You can write on it. And this month's issue is all about building your brand. Building a brand is one of the most basic foundational principles, but it can be really tricky because we get kind of sucked into thinking that a brand is a logo and fonts and colors. And yes, that is one part of your brand, but it also comes down to your messaging, your values, your mission, your stories, the personality that you put into the content you put out into the world. By building a brand, you're building a reputation and you are connecting with people who begin to trust you and buy from you again and again. And that is a really important part of building your online business. In this episode today, we're gonna talk about a couple of ways you can get some of your brand messaging out to the world, and that is through podcasting and short form video like on TikTok. And if you wanna hear more about how you can use short form video to grow your business and to create consistent cash in your business, you have got to come. I have an announcement. Um, I'm going to be having a totally free workshop on October 17th. This is going to be a business plan workshop. So whether you're brand new to this whole side hustle thing and you are trying to figure out exactly what to do and how to get the word out about your business, or if you've been at this for a little while and you are feeling stuck and you want to kind of go back and make sure that your business plan is really ironed out, you're going to want to come to this workshop because by the end of the workshop, your business plan will be Shark Tank ready, even though you're not going to go present it to the scary Shark Tank people. Uh, Your business plan will be ready to go. So make sure you sign up for that workshop. Also, if you're at all interested in short form video, just by signing up for that workshop, I'm also giving you a bonus workshop on how to create short form video and a strategy behind it. So definitely want to sign up for this one. It's totally free. Register at alyssamcdonald.com slash workshop. We have a limited number of seats available. uh, So make sure you jump right over after this episode and get registered. And I will put all the links in the show notes so you don't have to remember any of those links. Before we dive into all of the tips I have for you today on podcasting and uh, creating TikTok videos for your business, I want to read a review. We really appreciate your reviews over here at Teacher Hustle University. It is what keeps me going, what keeps me recording episodes and making uh, free companion magazines for you. 
it is a lot of fun. It's also a lot of work. So when I get reviews like this, it just really makes my day. We recently received a review from Ariane and she said, I enjoy Alyssa's range of guests. Her episodes are exactly the dose of top tips and encouragement you need to keep on going and to get started if you're new. Thank you so much. I love hearing these reviews. Make sure that you take a minute and review. If you've already reviewed, we would love it if you share this episode or the magazine on social. Tag me, Teacher by Naptime. And if you grab the magazine and share it, there's also a prize we're giving away some Built to Belong books. It's my new favorite book by one of the past podcast guests that we had here, Natalie Frank, who I I absolutely adore. And her book is all about community over competition. You've got to check that out, even if you don't win your own copy, but do share the podcast in the magazine so you have a chance to win your copy. Okay, here we go. We're going to start. Remember that these episodes in season three are more like magazines. So sit back and relax as you hear the different segments we have in store for you today. Like I said earlier, in this month's magazine issue, we're really focused on your brand, how you can build a standout brand that is unique and uniquely you, also very authentic to who you really are. So one of my favorite brands of all time came from my sister telling me about this brand, and now I am absolutely obsessed with them. It was a few years ago around Christmas time, and my sister said, you absolutely have to try this new lotion. And she purchased a lotion for me and for my mom and my other sister for Christmas, and she had gotten it from a store called Beekman 1802. If you have not heard of Beekman yet, you need to go check them out. But my sister was absolutely raving about them. So that's how I knew right away I needed to check them out. She talked about how the lotion had like a really subtle scent and it didn't feel greasy, which is something that I is like a must have in lotion for me. Uh, she explained also that there was this whole backstory behind the brand. The owners, they had moved from the city to this town in the middle of nowhere in New York, and they started a goat farm there. And she knew their whole life story, and she was able to quickly kind of recite it for me. One of them was a doctor, I believe, and the both of them were on the show The Amazing Race. So immediately that story stuck with me, and I kind of cataloged it in my mind to, hey, go check out their website later. I had to have the lotion. I had to go check out the website. I had to see what this was all about. The reason is because I knew if my sister liked it, it had to be good. She is a true beauty product guru. She tries all the beauty products and she wouldn't go out of her way to buy this for me for Christmas or to talk to me about it if it wasn't a true winner in her eyes. But what really got me hooked on this brand was the story. And she was able to relay the story to me so easily. And as she was telling me the story, she really gave me this picture. And I was able to imagine the farm, the actual goat farm with acres of green grass and adorable goats wandering around. I don't know if that's what it's really like there because I've never been. She actually has visited the farm, uh, but I've never been. That's how I imagine it looks. And so I couldn't wait to, you know, dream up my visit to the farm and to the gift shop and maybe get their autograph because they'd been on the amazing race. In 2021, this is the thing. 
People don't just want to buy whatever comes their way. They don't want to just buy whatever lotion. They want to buy from brands they trust. They want to buy from brands who have a story to tell and who are authentic, genuine, and who keep the promises that they make. It comes from delivering on your promises and staying authentically you. That's what builds your brand. So I hope that today's podcast episode and this month's magazine issue inspires you to put your story, no matter what it is, no matter how terrified you are to tell it, to put your truth into the world because your business will flourish through your truth. In every episode, I give you my hot take on something everyone is talking about right now. And right now, everyone's talking about TikTok. They're saying Instagram is dead. TikTok is the new Instagram. I think short form video is the new winner. I talked about this a little bit last month, and I'm going to keep talking about it because I think I absolutely know that right now, Short form video is one way that people love to consume content. It's quick, it's easy, we can do it when we're on the run, and we're always on the run right now. Everybody's always go, 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 go. Short form video allows you to consume a lot of content in a quick amount of time. So we're talking about TikTok, Instagram Reels, Idea Pins, any kind of shorter video. But let's talk specifically about TikTok. If you have not watched TikTok videos yet, it is not just the weird dances that you see your fifth graders doing, though you will find those on TikTok, but it is far more than that. If you haven't watched yet, you want to start by getting on the app and observing what's happening. Look at all different brands and how they are functioning on TikTok. And trust me, even just by getting on the app and watching some of the videos that you like and just kind of following that trail, you're going to learn a ton. After just a few hours on the app, I consider myself a semi-expert in things like cryptocurrency, gardening, and real estate, things I never knew I wanted to learn about, but apparently TikTok knows I want to learn about them because they keep popping up on my page. The algorithm on TikTok is curated specifically for you based on how you are interacting with content. Instagram also has a place where you can browse reels and the algorithm is beginning to work that way too. Because of TikTok and because of what they apparently think I'm interested in, and it is true, I reorganized my entire fridge, my entire pantry. There's some great informational content on TikTok and lots of content to entertain. You do not have to dance to be on TikTok unless you want to. Now, the reason that I'm loving this platform, like I said, is because of the quick rate at which people can consume content. That means you're getting a lot of eyeballs on your stuff in a short amount of time. If you are just starting out and just starting your online business, even creating a few short form videos each week can give you a massive boost in visibility. The key is that you're connecting with other teachers who are your perfect people, your ideal customers, through hashtags and engagement, and really focusing your videos to solve the problem that they need solved. It's all about connection and knowing exactly who you are creating this content for and the action you want them to take when they're done consuming that content. 
Now, if you're feeling intimidated by creating video, just start with whatever feels easiest for you. Personally, I don't have a lot of capacity for creating videos that are really highly produced. So I just simply record myself talking into my microphone on my headphones, and that works for me. Think of TikTok like a wedding where the groom is wearing jeans. It's a fun party, but it's really all about the party. It's not about what you're wearing or what you look like or what you're doing. Just show up as you are and say whatever it is you need to say. And that's my hot take on TikTok. Don't forget, if you're interested in short form video, I have a whole workshop coming up on how you can use short form video to grow your business right now. AlyssaMcDonald.com slash workshop to sign up. The listener question and answer segment today is a really great question. And so I'm going to spend some time kind of diving into this question because I think a lot of you will love to hear about this. So the question was, Alyssa, you are always talking about podcasting in the classroom and I love it. Can you tell us more about podcasting for our business? Love this question. In the fifth grade classroom, I was sort of known for um, being the podcasting guru. I love to uh, listen to podcasts with my students and also create podcasts with my students. And obviously I have a podcast for my business, so I can share with you a little about my own experience and some of my top tips for not only getting started with your podcast, but also getting your podcast out to more of the really good quality listeners that you want that will follow you week after week and will also purchase what you have to offer. So when you decide to start your teacher hustle, the first thing you're going to set out to do is create your products, right? If you're going to have a business, it's obvious you need something to sell. And that's kind of true. But you also need an audience of people to sell to. If you were starting a local pizza shop, your first step would be to perfect your pizza recipe. But at the same time, you'd probably set up your pizza shop. You'd set up the decor, you'd get the menu ready, and you'd start advertising your delicious pizza recipe. You wouldn't necessarily wait until you had 20 different pizza recipes perfected to get your sign on the door. You would get one recipe, one really great recipe going, and then you'd get started. You would come up with a name, order your signs, and come up with some kind of a tagline, like the best pizza in town or whatever. When you have an online business, getting visible isn't as easy as just hanging a sign and hoping people see it. In the online space, you need something called a content strategy. This is what we talk about here on this podcast. This is where you will connect with your audience and show off your skills by providing them with a ton of value. Usually, you're going to teach your audience something, entertain them, inspire them, or some combination of those. This content you create It's like that big old sign hanging outside your pizza shop. Every time you create content, you create an opportunity for a teacher to find your online business and buy from you. You're really developing your brand. Podcasting is one way you can create content for your business. So in this episode, I'm going to give you a couple of ways you can use podcasting to boost your visibility, increase engagement, and make more sales. There are three main ways you can podcast. The first way is solo. That's what I'm doing right now. I am kind of just talking to you about my own thoughts and ideas. 
And if you've got a lot to say about your passion topic, this is a really great way to get your ideas out into the world. The key here is to keep your listeners engaged from episode to episode. If you can create a predictable format or series, you'll have your listeners hooked and they will keep listening. Now, my best tip for this is to create an outline for your solo episodes so that you stay on track because a lot of my listeners, when I've surveyed them, have said that they really dislike it when the podcast host goes way off on a tangent or is not planned. And you can tell when the episodes are really not planned out. It can be a lot of wasted time and your listener's time is valuable, so you want to make sure the content is worthwhile. The second type of podcast is an interview. And in this, you're more of a content curator. You're bringing forth someone else with expertise to share with your audience. It's a great way to amplify a perspective other than your own. And your listeners are trusting you to curate guest speakers who will add value and help them solve the problem they're looking to solve. My expert tip here is to send your questions to your guests ahead of time so that they can prepare and think through your questions. And the third way to podcast is by being a guest on a podcast. And I think this is a really underestimated way to podcast. If when I started talking about podcasting, you were thinking, oh no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to create content every week. Well, do this instead. Don't underestimate this. Being a guest on another podcasting platform is a great way to get in front of an existing audience. It's less of a time commitment because you don't have to think of something new to say every time. You can, in fact, say the exact same thing on every podcast you go on, and it will just create a much more clear message for your audience. My expert tip here is don't go on a podcast as a guest without your lead magnet or at least some way for people to sign up for your email list because you want a way that listeners can connect with you when they're done listening. We want to be able to continue that relationship beyond that podcast. Now, don't make the mistake that I see a lot of people make, which is creating an epic podcast and then barely posting an Instagram story when you have a new episode out. You want to create multiple opportunities to connect your audience with your podcast each and every time you create a new episode. Remember, if you build it, they will not come. (laughs) You need to show it to them over and over and over again. One way you can do this is by creating buzz on social media. Posting a quick new episode Insta story is not enough to generate the kind of buzz you need for people to go over and give your podcast a listen. Remember that the goal of social media is to facilitate a community around your passion topic with you as the leader or facilitator. Savvy entrepreneurs take the best parts of their podcast and repurpose that on social media as carousels, audio clips, questions, and short form video. You can take a single podcast episode and generate hype and discussion around it for a week or even more on social and your social strategy is just completely done. This strategy also helps drive traffic to your podcast and it helps people consume the content and get involved in the discussion, even if they don't have time to listen to your entire podcast episode, because not everyone will have time to listen to your podcast episode. So this gives it to them in digestible bites and still creates that connection through content that you're looking for. Another way to build the buzz around your podcast is to create pins on Pinterest. 
This is a great strategy. It's a place where teachers are already searching for inspiration. So podcasts are a perfect fit for Pinterest. You can link directly to your podcast episode, or you can even embed your podcast into a blog post. And I also love to create a transcript for the podcast and put that on my blog because sometimes people aren't able to listen to the audio and they prefer to read. So this is a great spot for those transcripts to live. And again, one podcast episode can go a long way. You can create several different pins from the episode, including more short form video idea pins. Yes, I know I'm promoting short form video again, but right now, as I said, this is a great way to boost your visibility. So if you're still feeling stuck, remember, I've got that free workshop coming up on October 17th. So go sign up. I will help you through it. We will do it together. Okay, blog posts with audio. Do you have to blog to have a successful business? Of course not. Do you have to have a podcast to have a successful business? Also, no. But these platforms do help your business and your ideas match up with people searching for a solution to their problem. Each time you put a new piece of content into the world, you're also creating new opportunities to be found by a teacher who needs you. So this is why repurposing your podcast into blog posts is a great strategy. Like I said before, it gives your podcast a place to live. It gives your transcripts a place to live in the online space. And some people prefer to read instead of listening. So there's that. Plus, you're adding more options for consuming your content. So you're expanding your reach. You're giving your potential customers more ways to find you, more ways to connect with you, and more ways to consume your content. Now, if this is all starting to feel like, oh my gosh, this sounds great, but it's more work, don't worry. You don't have to create a blog post for every podcast episode. Instead, you could create a few roundup style posts to showcase some of your favorite podcast episodes, like my top five most listened to episodes, or my three must listen episodes for whatever your topic is, or a mini series on this topic. And this is a way to sort of pull together several uh, podcast episodes in one blog post to give people more ways to consume, to give it more exposure, and just to repurpose what you already have created with your podcast. Now, the last way to generate buzz, of course, is to encourage sharing. Of course, we want the power of word of mouth behind our podcast because that can be really powerful. Like I talked about in the beginning of this episode when I talked about Beekman and the lotion and my sister sort of talking me into becoming a regular customer there. Ask your listeners to share a picture of where they're listening from and to share to social. You could even make this more exciting by adding a giveaway as incentive. You notice I did that with, I said, if you share, you know, a picture of yourself reading the magazine, you could win a copy of Built to Belong. This is an incentive to get you to share. You can also ask your listeners to share their favorite part, their favorite quote, or a specific question they have after listening. And don't forget to ask for reviews. It can feel a little weird. I did it in the beginning of this episode, but your listeners are more than happy to provide feedback. They might just need a reminder about how important feedback is to you as a content creator. One way to get more reviews is to do what I did at the beginning of this episode, share some of your latest reviews, give your listeners their moment to shine on your podcast. They will absolutely love that. Now you might be wondering, what do I need to purchase in order to publish my podcast? And it's really, really simple. 
First, you're going to want a good quality microphone. I use a microphone called the Blue Yeti. There are others out there that are less expensive. You can read all about the different types of microphones. I'm perfectly happy with my Blue Yeti. Uh, but I, no matter what you do, you want to get a good quality microphone. You will not regret spending money for good sound. That's basically the only requirement of a podcast is that you have good sound. So spend a little bit of money to get that quality sound. It really will make a difference. The second thing you need is recording software. So a place to record your voice. I use GarageBand. It's free if you have a Mac. It's already loaded onto your Mac. Uh, I also use a more web-based platform called Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. I use that for interviews, but you could also use that to record just your own voice. Third, you're going to need a software to edit. So you can edit out your mistakes if you if you say um too many times. I say so about a million times. I probably have already done that in this episode a bunch. You can choose to edit those out, but I learned a long time ago that is not a good use of your time. Uh, it can just take up so much time and people probably don't notice that nearly as much as you think. But you do need an editing software in case you have a whole section you want to edit out but also so that you can add in music and your intro and your outro if you're doing any commercials for yourself, for your own products, or for affiliate products, you want to be able to add that in. And you're going to do that all in the editing phase. So you're going to want some software to edit. If you have GarageBand, again, you can do the editing right in GarageBand. So that's what I use. If you're using just a straight audio recorder like Zencaster, then you need to edit somewhere else. So you'll need a place to edit. Fourth, you need a quiet room. You need a place that does not have an echo. So a small carpeted room is perfect. It's best because it absorbs sound. Fun fact, I used to record all these episodes in my closet, which is great because all of the clothes hanging and the carpet, it really helps kind of keep the sound going. I'm not an expert in sound by any means, but it really does make a difference. If you go back and listen to some of my episodes from season two, we were in the middle of a move and I did not have a quiet place and I had to be in the dining room where it echoed and you can really tell a big difference. And the last thing you need to start your podcast is a place to host your episodes. We host these episodes on Buzzsprout. I think it's $12 a month. It's just a place where your episodes live in the online space and it's the way that your episodes get out to podcast players like Apple and Spotify and things like that. You can embed um, a podcast player right on your website so that people can reach the episodes from your website. So you definitely need that podcast host. All right. Hopefully that was everything you needed to get start with, started with your podcast and also to get the word out about your podcast. It's a wonderful way to showcase your expertise, give yourself some credibility, and it's just really fun to record episodes that help people solve a problem. All right, before you go recording your podcast, we still have a few more segments. The next is my favorite. I'm going to be sharing with you one of the Teacher Hustle University crew members, one of my favorites, and she's going to be talking, uh, well, okay, let me introduce her. It's Jamie from Basic Girl Teaches. 
We connected a while back. Jamie is a wonderful, wonderful person. She has a great strategy brain. She's really great with looking at analytics and insights, and she loves to help teachers show up on Instagram. Jamie is also a member of Teacher Hustle U. I think she's taken all of my programs. We've become good friends, and I love talking with Jamie about all things strategic And she's here to tell us a little bit about her experience getting started with her business, how she made her way into the world of helping teachers with their Instagram accounts, and what she had to overcome to get there. All right, Jamie, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Hi, I'm Jamie from Basic Girl Teaches, and I work with teacher business owners to help them build a strategy to use Instagram effectively. Tell us how you came to be in this place where you are helping teachers with their Instagram accounts. So my business first started as a Teachers Pay Teacher store, kind of as a hobby or like a creative outlet for me. I love being able to design and develop resources and also to share them with other teachers and help them in their classrooms. Over time, my business has evolved a lot. And now my business is primarily me supporting teacherpreneurs and using Instagram effectively for their own businesses. Kind of the underlying factor for that transformation in my business has been my real passion for connection, community, and relationships. That my business has allowed me to have relationships and connections with teachers all over the world. And I wanted to help teacherpreneurs have that same type of experience through their business. I really believe Instagram is the most powerful tool for building those kinds of relationships. And so this pivot in my business came about as I really wanted to help other teacher business owners have that same kind of experience in their business and use Instagram to make that happen. Yes, you're so right about Instagram being a great place to make connections. Now, tell us about your top struggle that you had when you were starting your business. One of the biggest struggles I've had to overcome in my business is really shifting my mindset, being able to think of this as a business and not just as a hobby, and being able to think of myself as a business owner and not just as a kind of creator. Um, That's been a really big challenge for me because there's a lot of little tiny pieces that go into that. Managing a business involves a lot more than just creating. There's taxes, there's finances, there's working with a team if you have one, there's deadlines and scheduling and balance and taking care of yourself. I mean, there's all these different details to it. And that mindset shift has been probably the biggest challenge because I think all of the other little pieces came with that. The more I started to understand what it took to run a business, the more I realized there were things I didn't know. And then the more I had to learn, and then there was more things that I didn't know. And it's this constant evolving challenge and being able to shift my perspective and say, I can do this. I can learn how to do this. There are people who can teach me and help me. I can figure this out. That constant reminder of shifting my mindset, that to me is the biggest challenge. I agree. Having a mentor to help you through that mindset shift of really thinking of this as a business and realizing that you can do things you never thought you would do, that is a major, major growing point and growing pain for some of us, but it leads to so much growth both personally and professionally and having a mentor alongside is key. Okay, lightning round. I need to keep going here. What is the greatest opportunity having this business has given to you? 
One of the biggest opportunities that has come from having my business is the relationships and friendships I've been able to make with people all over the world. People I probably never would have met otherwise. Um, before I started my business and I was just teaching elementary school, I really only knew teachers that worked in my school or in my district or teachers that I had gone to college with. But because of my business, I know teachers in countries all around the world, all throughout the United States. And I feel like those relationships are an opportunity I wouldn't have had otherwise. Another really big opportunity for my business comes from the potential from having an extra boosted income. It's kind of awkward sometimes to talk about money, but running a profitable business gives you opportunities to invest in different things or to make different kinds of purchases than I would have made before. And that's really impacted my life with opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise. I'm always in awe of how many teachers are connected through business. We all have that that drive, that teacher hustle, and having these businesses allows us to connect with other like-minded teachers. It's one of my favorite parts too. Okay, if you had to name one thing that changed your entire business, what would it be? The one thing that really changed everything for me in my business was deciding to enroll in Alyssa's course creator intensive. Now, this isn't necessarily because of that program. It's an awesome program. And I believe in Alyssa and in everything that she does. But the reason why that program changed my life was because it was a decision that I made to do something new in my business. I said, you know what? I don't know how to market things in this area. I need to learn from someone who does. And that's going to be an investment. So I made the investment. I learned from someone who was an expert in that area. And then I took action based on what they taught me. Alyssa asked one question at the beginning of that program. She said, what are your goals for income? And I set like a really low goal. And she told me to set the goal a little bit higher. And that was really scary for me. And then she explained that having a higher goal told you what to work for. And that shift in mindset was completely transformative for me. I worked really hard to reach that goal and I completely passed that goal. And so then I set a higher goal and I passed that goal. And what I learned from that was how to use my goals in a more specific and intentional way so that I wasn't just kind of hoping and waiting for something to happen, but I was taking actions that were actually going to take me to reach the goals of my business. And I really think that that one moment and choosing to invest in that program is what really changed everything for me in my business. I still remember my first big investment in my business too. I remember being terrified to hit that buy button. I think I closed my eyes and did like a one, two, three click. And that was that. But you're exactly right. It's in investing in yourself and setting those intentional goals that gets you to the next level. All right, you know, I have to ask, uh, can you talk a little bit about Teacher Hustle University? You are a crew member. You are inside. Tell us what it's like and what you like about it. My favorite thing about THU is getting to connect with different business owners who have lots of different types of businesses and who are at lots of different stages in their business. So I joined THU when I was already a little more established in my business. And I felt like I was able to really easily find what I was looking for and what I needed. But there's people in THU who are at an earlier stage of business than me. And there's people in THU who are further in their business than I am. And so I can learn from people at both ends of the spectrum. And it's not just all people that are in the same category. And it's also not just people who all sell the same type of thing. There's people who sell on Teachers Pay Teachers. There's people who sell on Etsy. There's people like me who have course and membership and service and one-to-one -one coaching style offers. There's people who do other types of things and tutoring. And so I'm getting to connect with a whole bunch of different people and learn from their ideas and from their businesses and also get to watch them progress in their journey. Just have this whole new community of friends. It sounds really cliche to say that, but I think because it's, 
the type of program where people have a common goal. It brings all these different types of people together, but we're still all really focused on learning and growing together. And that's my favorite part of being in THU. Speaking of connections, tell our listeners where they can connect with you. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Basic Girl Teaches, or you can find me in my free Facebook community called the Teacher Instagram Club. Okay. Thank you, Jamie, for answering those lightning round questions. Now it's your turn to ask me a question. Has there been anything that surprised you about running your business or anything that went differently than you expected? This is such a great question. I think the thing that has surprised me the most about my business is really myself. I've surprised myself. If if you would have told 2019 Alyssa that she would have a podcast, that she would be teaching hundreds of teachers alive, that she would have a team I definitely wouldn't have believed you. I don't like being the center of attention. I'm really more of a listener in meetings and things like that. I like to sit back and take things in before I say something. And I just didn't know that I was capable of this. And I certainly didn't know that I was capable of balancing it with family and teaching. So I think that that's what surprised me most in business. And it really happened by just doing things that were uncomfortable. It happened little by little as I took more steps that were that were uncomfortable. And I took the steps even though I was uncomfortable. I was scared, but I took the step even though I was scared. And all of those things I mentioned, starting a podcast, going live and teaching on Zoom to hundreds of teachers and having a team. Those are all those were all terrifying things the first time that I did them. When I put the podcast out, it was like, you know, you're super vulnerable. What are people going to think? What are they, what reviews are they going to leave? Will they like it? When you go live on a video, is this going to be worth their time? Is this important enough to hear? Will they will this resonate? When you hire a team, will I be able to continue to support them? Will I be a good leader? Well, they want to stay on the team. All of these things were terrifying. And the way that I grew from them is by just stepping into that and proceeding forward with that fear walking alongside me rather than waiting until the fear died down or waiting until the fear went away. The fear doesn't go away. You just keep going. You just push through it. And that's the difference. And I didn't know I had that in me. I had that little spark that told me, you know, you're made for more and there are ways to have the financial freedom you're looking for. And that was what was driving me to take those steps. And now I feel just like I'm living in my zone of genius and the place that I love to be, which is here and teaching all of you. Great question, Jamie. I love that one. There are lots of unexpected twists and turns in business. Uh, that was That one is definitely mine. As you go off into this week of teaching and being with your family and working on your business, I hope you can take away one or two tips from this episode that you can utilize in your business this week. If anything, I want you to go out, take this challenge. I want you to go out and create at least one short form video this week, one Instagram reel, 
one TikTok video or one idea pin, get it out to the world, try it. You'll be surprised even if you're thinking, oh, I don't know how to create those videos or, oh, I don't know if I'm funny enough or I don't know if I have anything to say. You'll be surprised at how much easier it is when you just push through the first one or the first couple of videos. So go out there this week and get a short form video out. Tag me in it. I would love to see it. And of course, I want you to come to the workshop. It's completely free. It's happening on October 17th. I think I reminded you about 10 times in this episode because I really want you to be there. Okay, I will see you in the next episode where I'm going to be interviewing Amber Williams, who is an expert brand strategist. If you want to get a sneak peek at that interview right now, go grab your free copy of the magazine at alissamcdonald.com slash magazine, and I'll see you then. Thank you.